I just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You are the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality. Welcome to Life Today Live. Randy Robinson here, and there's a film out. Uh, it was out in theaters a few months ago, but it's now available on PureFlix at pureflix.com. If you haven't subscribed, uh, I would recommend that. It, the, the movie's called 5,000 Blankets, uh, and it's, it's a true story. Uh, and it happened right here in my hometown of Fort Worth, Texas. So kind of had that nice angle, but, uh, it's, it's a, it's a tough one to watch at times, uh, because it deals with some very difficult issues and, and a lot of pain, but it also shows the beauty that can come out of a painful situation and, and how God can take something that is bad and use it for something good. So it's a beautiful illustration of that. I want to show you the trailer for 5,000 Blankets, and then we will come back and we will talk to the woman whose life inspired the film and continues to inspire uh, a very active ministry with some people in desperate need. So take a look at this, and then we'll be right back with Cindy Bunch. Look! Yeah, buddy, there you go. Well, that one got away. He's here, guys. He's here. What's your mom got up her sleeve? Nothing. Sure, he's here. Yeah, I think so. He should be here any minute. <laughs> oh, surprise! A few years back, we all head up to Great Bear Lake in Canada for a nice little guy's camping. Are you all right? It's happening again, isn't it? It's fine. He said he'd be here. I'm sure there was an emergency at work or something. I'll be right there. He's been doing really good for a really long time. I called Dr. Bartley, and we're seeing him first thing tomorrow morning, and we'll just take it from there. Bobby! You said he left of his own volition. Can't be listed as a missing person yet. My husband is not well. I know you miss him very much, and I know that wherever he is, he misses you. I can't help that he's sick. We didn't ask for any of this, but we get to choose how we react to it. There's strength to be found in others in their faith. It can help you find purpose. Are you hungry? What do you think? There's a lot of holes to hide in in this city. The lady that I met tonight, I gave her your blanket. I wish we could give them all blankets. There are over five thousand homeless souls in this city alone. So it is Philip's wish to reach each and every one of them with a comforting gesture, a blanket. You're a celebrity. Whoa. We're your friends. Delia, and this is Paul. I thought it would be good for folks to meet some of the people we're trying to help. Will we ever find him? I believe we will an incredibly frigid night ahead. You sure you want to do all this tonight on Christmas Eve? Something you should see. We heard you could use a hand. Let's help get these people warm. We have to believe we can make a change, no matter how small. You stop believing in that, you stop living. You can go watch that right after this interview. 
uh, at PureFlix at PureFlix.com. And if you if you don't have that, uh, you can get a free trial, so you can check it out. Watch Five Thousand Blankets and uh, check out what else they have right there. So that's that's always a good thing to do. Um, Cindy Bunch is the woman whose life that that film is based on. Uh, she's still helping people on the streets of uh, Dallas and Fort Worth and some surrounding areas even today. And so I am uh, very excited to have her on the program to, to talk a little bit about the, the film, but as well as the, the homeless situation. Uh, I, a lot of times I, I, I feel inadequate. I don't know what to do. Uh, you know, uh, it's a big problem bigger than any one of us. And so uh, I think her perspective will be interesting and refreshing. Cindy, great to have you on Life Today Live. Aw, thanks for having me. I'm extremely humbled and grateful. Uh, how how has the reaction been to the movie since it's been out? People love it. They're yeah. loving it. It's, I knew they would. I mean, there's no way they couldn't. <laughs> how, how how about you? Are you are you happy with the way it turned out? I mean, you got to be. It's got to be quite an experience. Out, I think it turned out beautifully. Beautifully. The, the director. The director, everybody, from the actors, <laughs> from every actor that was in that movie, I'm, I'm telling you, they put their hearts, they definitely put their hearts into this. Yeah, well, <laughs> and I, I thought Anna Camp did a phenomenal job portraying you, uh, but just as, as an actress, I thought she was really good. That had to be uh, exciting when you found out that she was going to play your part and obviously fulfilling when you saw the results. I loved it. I was on set and she was amazing. Every all the actors were amazing. They were just so you could just feel you could feel God was all over that project. Mm -hmm. Well, let me let me ask you. Um, I mean, that was obviously a very painful time of your life, uh, difficult Extreme. time. How are you doing today? I keep the faith. You know, it's one day at a time, and we're we're doing well. I mean. Philip's doing great. He's the same kid he was. He's 26, and he's the same sweet-hearted kid he was when he was five and a half. Uh, well, yeah, and that was one of my questions also because um, oftentimes, you know, that that sort of trauma is very, very difficult for children. But so he's an, he's a young adult now. Uh, what's he doing in life? He is actually. He I sent him to school to be a dental hygienist. Okay. And so he's doing that, and he um, works alongside me. Um, Jim Phillips wish, uh, we, yeah, it's a hard job, but uh, he does that as well. And um, he's just all around a great, great kid. I mean, he's got that same empathy and compassion and caring heart i mean mm. for my birthday for my birthday this year or for his birthday excuse me his birthday's on christmas eve for his birthday this year he actually bought me a tv and got me a prescription to pure flex yeah, good for you. <laughs> so i could watch the movie over and over and over <laughs> That's awesome. Well, those Christmas Eve babies are rough. My oldest son was born on Christmas Eve as well. Uh, so that that's great that he did that. Uh, tell me a little bit about Philip's Wish and, and what it does and you know what it continues to do all these years later. Philip's Wish started out, as you know, with blankets. Mm -hmm. Well, we moved on to bigger things. Um, we um, 
actually do Dallas Fort Worth Denton if we have um enough stuff to do Denton. Um we this is a, like a daily thing for us. We mm-hmm. run a yeah, we work out of the house. Everything is we don't warehouse anything. What comes in goes out immediately. Because I have this thing about you don't hold things because people out there need these things. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a um, food pantry in our garage. <laughs> for, yeah, and that serves the community here, the underprivileged community. Mm-hmm. And we don't ask questions. You don't have to sign up. If you need food, you just come get your food. Wow. It's a beautiful thing because... Um, we can, I can sit out there and chat with the people. It, it's, yeah, I love it. And then we um, do, of course, we do um, outreach every day. Outreach is where we send food out to the campers and stuff. And every Sunday we go to um, Fort Worth and serve a hot meal, not a cold meal. During the week, it's cold meals because I can't be out there every single day because I have the food pantry that I run here as well. Um, so on Sundays, we do Dallas and Fort Worth, and just Fort Worth alone, we have to have 600 bottles of water every Sunday. Mm. Yeah, so we look we we <clears throat> we look for donations. Um, people can ship things here. They can go to our website actually, and our address is on there, and they can ship items here, or they can donate online, and it's at philipswish.com. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm not a rich, wealthy person, I can't do this by myself. It takes a it takes a lot of people to pull this off, and and uh, we, yeah, we need all the support and help we can get. It's you know, it's been uh, 20 years going, and God has a way of making things happen, mm-hmm. big things. Mm, yeah. Do you have uh, Do you have some local churches that support you? You most of it's community, to be honest it- with you. And small, the crazy thing about it, it's small business owners. Mm, that's great. That's very yeah. cool. What, what, have, what have you learned over the last 20 years in um, the work that you're doing? That, you know, obviously, you wouldn't have known what, you know, at the time of the film. Well, I've learned that it takes a lot of hard work and dedication for sure. Uh, but it, the blessing that comes from that is so much bigger and so much greater than the hard work because it, it it humbles you in such a way that it's like um i kind of describe it as schindler oscar schindler yeah right that's how i feel like oscar schindler i want to do more i want to do more that wasn't enough that wasn't enough we can do more it's just i don't know it's kind of hard to explain i one of the questions i, I think that people that don't deal uh with homeless people um with the you know the kind of poverty that you're dealing with as well as the mental illness is is you know i'm sure you get this question and i understand it's a bit of a naive question but you know why why don't we just get them off the streets no i hate that yeah because no that's so horrible um i got well i'm not gonna get into the debate I got into uh, <laughs> it, was, it was it was with the mayor of another uh, state and city. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I, I and I, I say that because I know it's a it's a common attitude, and again, it's it's out of naivety. But I'd love to hear your perspective on it because you understand it like most of us don't. Yes. 
Well, first of all, I can tell you that 80% of um, the people that are on the streets do have some sort of mental illness. Mm. Nobody wants to be on the streets. Nobody. I don't care what anybody says. They can say, oh, that person's an alcoholic. Well, yeah, maybe he's an alcoholic. Maybe that is true. But alcoholism and drug addiction is a huge disease. So that's 20% of the population. So if you look at it this way, if that person doesn't get that that drug or that alcohol beverage, you know what happens to that person? Mm, I don't. You don't know. Okay. Say, for example, um, a person is uh, addicted to heroin. If that person doesn't get that heroin, that person's going to die. Mm. Their body's going to go into shock and it's going to die. Mm. Unless they get into a rehab where they can detox. Well, the mental health system here in Texas, I'm not sure about all the other states. We don't have free drug rehabs. We have one in Fort Worth. Really? Yes, one. And guess where it's at? Uh... Right smack in the middle of Drug Alley. So the minute that person goes to that 30-day uh, program, they walk out of the doors with drug dealers waiting on them. Wow. Yeah. So, yes, drug addiction, alcoholism is a disease. It can kill you hmm. if you don't detox properly. Um, so, yeah, I would say 80% of the people deal with some kind of mental illness, maybe PTSD. Hmm. I know we have a lot of veterans out there that have PTSD because hmm. I deal with them daily, so I know. Yeah. Um, and I would say the other... 20% are, um, they have, a, they have issues with alcohol and drugs and they need help. And we as a community need to come together and help these people. It's our job. A government's not going to do everything. Mm -hmm. We have to be the ones that get out there and pull these people out of the gutter. Okay. Well, that's an interesting phrase because mm -hmm. I, I think a lot of people wonder what what do we do i mean do we literally go pull them out of the gutter I, I obviously giving them what they need tonight when it's cold you know uh whether it's a blanket or shelter is a great thing but long-term solution uh how do you see a way out of this well permanent housing for one with social workers that work with these people on a daily basis and we don't have the funds for that. There's no funding for that. So it's kind of like, you know, it, I go into a lot of the campsites mm -hmm. and there, there are many, many campsites and every week to a week and a half co-compliance comes in and they take, they, they wipe out these campsites. So these people, the people that have, Hints given to them or clothes given to them. All of their belongings are wiped away. They have to start fresh every single time these co-compliance co comes in. That seems very counterproductive. Doesn't it? It does. It, it, in, but I understand that there is pressure from neighborhoods and businesses to not, not have people. 
to not have people loitering or camping outside, you know, possibly defecating on sidewalks, things like that. Um, well, then they should put up, uh, in, instead of spending money to build all these big fancy buildings and churches and things like that, maybe they should invest in porta potties. I know I did that hmm. for five years. I put porta potties out in the park. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and pay for them. Do you think the. It's not always resistance. I think a lot of it is is just people literally not knowing how best to help. Um, And some indifference. Uh, Obviously, that's out there as well. Um, How do we how do we break through that? I mean, do we need massive education on on how to help other people so that you can get the funding to actually help the people? I guess what I'm looking for is you've got different competing interests whether it's safety, whether it's cleanliness, whether it's just the ability to conduct business without frightening people away because they're, I know I was in Austin a few years ago. Uh, and yeah, that's a big one. It is a big one. And, and it was, it was my daughter, I was, my daughter was down there and I was meeting her and, and I was nervous for her cause she's, you know, 19 year old girl walking around. So there's, there's legitimate concerns. Um, and I think people just don't, I think more often than not, they throw up their hands and just, they're like, I, I, I don't know what to do with this. I'm just wondering how can we get there? Is there a solution? Can we can we find There's a way? There's always a solution. Hmm. There's always a solution. It just takes people to come together to create that solution. Hmm. And there's none people. There's so much indifference. It's like I can tell you right now that I can go down to Austin and walk the streets of Austin at two o'clock in the morning. And I can guarantee you nobody is going to bother me. Hmm. These people are not the ones that are the ones that cause the problems. Hmm. The ones that cause the problems are the neighbors next door that, you know, argue over a fence and then are, are driving down the road and road rage and shoot somebody. Those are the people that cause the problems. Hmm. Mental health is mental health. These people... Most people that have a mental health problem are not angry people. They're more afraid. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, uh, yeah, and I, I know that, you know you see news reports of someone you know acting out, whether it's here in New York City, L.A., San Francisco, quite a bit. Uh, and so I think those stories create an impression that's probably only representative yeah. of a very, very small percentage of them. Mm-hmm very small percentage if we took the percentage of the population that are housed and living in these big houses uh i can guarantee you the percentage goes up <laughs> the crime the crime rate's higher amongst those who are not living on the streets than those who are living exactly. on the streets Is that what you're yeah, it's interesting interesting i i think maybe the only way for us to adjust our perspective in a way that would and maybe encourage people to help and empower people to help would be to get close to the situation like you have. I mean, exactly. everything changed when you got close to the situation, did it not? Exactly. I mean, I if you take the time literally to sit down with these people mm. and they're people, they're human beings. Mm. They're no different than you or me or the people in the church or people that aren't in the church. Mm. Um, they're people. If you sit with these people, They'll start telling you their stories. Hmm. 
how they got there and what they want to accomplish in life and if they could just get a little hand up. But people don't take the opportunity to sit and talk and listen. The key to everything in life is listening. Mm. You learn so much by listening. I mean, you can, people can talk all day long. Well, that's not going to make a difference. You got to listen to make a difference. Mm, That's good. I think that's, that's really true. Um, Let me ask you this question because I've struggled with this at times. uh, Because I'm here in Fort Worth as well. I don't know if you know that. Um, and you know, I've, I've gone into a convenience store, seen someone outside, obviously living on the streets, you know, and sometimes they'll ask for money. Sometimes they don't. And actually when they don't, I haven't walked up to someone and said, man, are you, you hungry? I'll, you know, let's go get you a sandwich inside get you a drink, whatever. And and I've I've done that. And then you've got panhandlers on the side of the road sometimes, especially right there downtown, just especially south of downtown. Off of East Lancaster. Yeah. They, they walk the middle. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. In fact, my... those those are those are your people. Those are the people that are that need that alcohol and that drug. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. So my here's my they're question. Saying, they're going to do everything they can to get it because it's the only thing that's going to keep them alive. So my my question is if if I roll down my window and give them 5 bucks or whatever, am I making the situation better or worse? Well, that's between you and God. Because I give people money all the time. I mean, I always do. It's just, it, that's that's between you and God. That's between me and God. You know, what they do with that money, it goes back to they're going to go buy drugs and alcohol. Right. What if they don't? You'll never know. You'll never know. Maybe they took that money. Maybe they buy diapers. Maybe they buy, bought food. You, you yeah. never know. I never question. It's not up to me to question. It's 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 between me and God. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's that's been my approach. Is is I'll I literally will pray about Lord, should I help this this person? Which sounds like a strange prayer because you think you should help every person, um, but it is a big. I mean, you could drive around all day long and yeah, you'd go broke. Yeah, <laughs> you'd go broke. I know, right? So yeah, wow. Okay, you'd definitely go broke. But, uh, um, but you got to pick your battles, you know? So that's why I always carry things in my car. Always food, like top, top canned things. I carry bags with, mm. with crackers and um, just easy access food. Yeah. Yeah. Things like that. When people ask me for money, you know, it's kind of like, okay, if I have it, I give it. If I don't, I don't, you know, but. I always make sure to offer them something. I think it's very important to um, always keep something in your car. I mean, I've always I've done that for years. Philip keeps in the wintertime. My son keeps sleeping bags in his car. Oh wow! Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. And he passes them out. Yes. I I, I like that. It's very practical, and and then yes. you don't have to worry about you know what what you're doing. Cindy, thank you for letting me really get into some of the nitty gritty on the homeless issue. I think that's where people Problem. get better understanding and better help. So I appreciate that. Let me let me close it up um, by asking you about, with the film out now, at Rent, when in theaters, it's on Pure Flix, as you mentioned. So anybody that doesn't have a Pure Flix uh, subscription should get one. Uh, Definitely. And if you already have it, 
go check out 5,000 Blankets. Or you can also go to the website. Um, but what do you, other than just getting the story out, uh, what, do, what do you really hope that the film can accomplish, not just for you personally, but for your mission? Probably, this is, this is my hope. My hope is that they will start showing this film in schools and in churches. Schools, so that children can go home and teach their parents how to be compassionate and kind, because everything starts with the compassion of a child. Mm. Mm. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Wow. And it's true. And the parents are always thinking, oh, I'll teach my kids this. I'm going to teach them how to you know, be compassionate and kind. Well, no, if the child does it firsthand, the child is actually teaching the parent. So that's why it's very important. And I was thinking about that the other day. It's like a whisper in my ear. God whispers to me quite often. And it was like, hmm, I really think this should be shown in schools. In schools, so the kids can actually feel compassion for other human beings. And then go home and teach their parents that same compassion. I love it. I love it. And uh, I'll join with you in the prayer that that would would happen, that would come true. Mm -hmm. Um, Cindy, thank you so much for your time uh, and the inspiration and the work that you do. Uh, Has it helped you cope with the the pain that you've been through? Oh, definitely. It saved my life. Mm. It was my saving grace. But I want to push everybody to uh, our website at philipswish.com if you would like to make a donation or send water because we, I can't do this by myself. It would just be totally impossible. Um, uh, And definitely I'd go to PureFlix and definitely see the movie 5,000 Blankets. It will change your perspective on life and kindness and giving and family and hope and hope is huge Mm. well again cindy i appreciate you sharing taking the time to share with our audience today and i I do pray that the film impacts people in a very positive way if you haven't seen five thousand blankets again go to pureflix.com right now Uh, if you don't have a subscription you can do the free trial uh, at least just watch 5,000 Blankets and uh, you'll see some other good films and um, series and things like that on Pure Flix as well. Uh, but appreciate you guys hanging out. If you haven't subscribed, liked, followed uh, here at Life Today Live, I would invite you to do that and come back next time. We've got just more great interviews like today right here on Life Today Live. See you again next time. God so loved the world. In spite of our rebellion, in spite of our sins, in spite of our failures, God says, I love you. I love you.